Well, my friend, are you feeling a little sluggish? Are you in need of a pick-me-up? Well, we've got just what you need, and you are in exactly the right spot because from chocolate to coffees to great-tasting meals, we are definitely circling the bases on this week's program, just in time for baseball season at that. And we're going to start in Madisonville at a joint that's only been around a little over a year, but they are already taking Hopkins County and the surrounding area by storm. They call themselves Swaggy Peas Kitchen and Coffee Bar, and they definitely cover the entire gamut, as we'll soon find out with their marketing manager, Abigail Foster. And then it's on to the Corvette City for a chocolate company that's certainly a fixture in Bowling Green. They've been cranking out candy for a little over a decade. Everybody locally knows who they are and where they're at. Everybody nationally needs to know who they are and where they're at. And that's why we're featuring them on the show this week. Gary Mazaros joins us from Mary Jane's Chocolates. Gary's wife, Mary Jane, has taken a number of classes and important steps to become a chocolatier, and we are all reaping the benefits of her talent and expertise. So we'll find out about their fascinating history and signature specialties that we certainly have to get our hands and lips on. So get ready to be sugared up and caffeinated on Episode 14, Season 2 of Blabbing in the Bluegrass. Hit it, John! Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Slaughter's to Sandy Hook, Pig to Possum Trot, we've got you covered on Blabbing in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore and the sun is shining brightly on the North Quail Motel and gorgeous Henderson KY. I tell you, I always enjoy doing this show, you know that. But I enjoy it even more when the sun's beaming down on me through the window. Just gives me that extra sense of comfort and uh, special touch. One of the reasons I truly love spring, and I truly love celebrating it with you people too, by visiting the various restaurants, state parks, musicians, and local businesses that help keep the bluegrass afloat. Now today we're going to Madisonville and we're going to Bowling Green, two very unique stops. And our Madisonville locale has a very limited history, but a very productive history. They've been around for a little over a year now. Swaggy Peace Kitchen and Coffee Bar is their name. Hot and Cold Specialties is their game. People are certainly catching on to their delicious coffee and breakfast and lunch trademarks. Regardless, and I do mean regardless of what you're in the mood for, you're going to find something that suits your fancy at Swaggy Peas. As we'll hear from Abigail Foster, their very talented marketing manager momentarily. And afterwards, we will get our chocolate fix with Gary Mazaros from Mary Jane's Chocolates. 
In Bowling Green, they offer a variety of craveable candies to enjoy year-round as well as holiday specialties to savor around Christmas and Valentine's Day and Easter. Yeah, I know we're a little beyond Easter now, but another one will be here before we know it. Shoot, Christmas is only eight months away. But that's no reason for you to wait on a visit to Mary Jane's Chocolates. They will make you feel right at home in their shop, and you will walk out of there with something that you'll love in an instant, regardless of when you decide to check them out. And hopefully that's sooner than later. So we'll talk to Gary after we talk to Abigail, and we'll talk with Abigail after I remind you that I'm just an email away with your questions, comments, suggestions for the show. Katrina... Shout out to Katrina Berry from Madisonville. She put a bug in my ear about Swaggy Peas, and I owe her for that because we're featuring Swaggy Peas on the show today. So don't be shy, gang. Email me at bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Also hit me up on the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. That is the perfect place for you to catch up on previous episodes that you may have missed. You can also stay up to speed with additional updates as they are presented. Make comments, leave messages, and communicate with me that way as well. I always enjoy developing connections with my listening audience. It means a lot to me. So, next order of business is a fresh new bluegrass brain buster. I try to do one of these at the beginning of every program, give you some time to stew on it, and we will reveal the answer in the show's final segment. So today our topic is post-it notes. Now post-it notes are a a big part of most of our lives. In fact, many of us use more post-it notes than we realize. And believe it or not, post-it notes are manufactured exclusively right here in Kentucky. And my question to you is, which community is the exclusive manufacturing home of all post-it notes? Again, which Commonwealth community is the exclusive manufacturing home of all post-it notes? So while you're jotting your thoughts down, perhaps on a post-it note, we will visit with our guests, and towards the end of the show, we will unveil the answer. So, think hard, and good luck! It's Sam Moore's Dining Delight Spotlights. Well, today we're featuring a a Dining Delight Spotlight that was highly recommended to me by a personal connection of mine from the, well, actually, uh, just outside Madisonville in Hopkins County, Katrina, and she said that uh, this place was among her favorites to stop and get a bite and uh, get a caffeine fix, and understandably so. It's a fairly new place, but they're already off to a great start and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. They call themselves Swaggy Peas Kitchen and Coffee Bar. And here to enlighten us on their many specialties, we have the marketing manager herself, none other than Abby Jo Foster. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, her boss, Scott Harris, is uh, critiquing her performance in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That's all right, though. The more the merrier and... uh, we're glad to have you along for the ride here, Abby. Now, have you been the marketing manager ever since uh, Swaggy Peace first opened? No, sir. Just here in the last few months, I've taken on this role. Oh, look at you. So how many people can say that they did, did a podcast in their first few months of employment with um, 
a certain group or company. So <laughs> you're in an elite group there, Abby Joe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're anxious to hear about Swaggy Peace today. That when uh, my friend from uh, Madisonville first told me about Swaggy Peace, I was instantly intrigued by the name. So um, why don't you tell us what exactly inspired the name Swaggy Peace? Well, I'm going to have to take that that, oh, sure. that, uh, that question. Uh, Swaggy Pete, my, my son at the time was 13 years old. His name was Paul. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he was in sixth grade at the time. And uh, he, I don't know if what he did was something cool or whatever. And uh, one of his friends said, man, Paul, you got some swag. So the next thing, uh, Swaggy Pete was born. And so that was his, that's his nickname. And, uh, so we were trying to come up with a name for the restaurant, and it's like, hey, why not call it Swaggy Peas? And then we came up with the kitchen and coffee bar part. There we go. So P is for Paul, and then <laughs> everybody called him <laughs> Swaggy P. I knew there was uh, an NBA player named Swaggy P, too, so I thought that might be the inspiration. But anyway, <laughs> Paul, Paul and, is uh, equally important. So, <laughs> and, and actually, uh, my son's face is actually on our logo. Okay, so it's actually got a picture of Paul on your yes. logo. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> that's proof that Paul is certainly important. Now, uh, Swaggy Peas is still fairly new to the Madisonville restaurant scene, but it's already going strong. So uh, tell us when Swaggy Peas first opened its doors and uh, explain, if one of you would, how it has become such a fan favorite in such a short time frame. Well, we first opened our doors on November 25th in 2019, and the first couple of months was very trying. We were still working out a lot of kinks, trying to figure out our service and the flow of things around here. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, and we had to push through that. And we, then we, once we got through the first pandemic shutdown, we began to focus on our service, and now we take pride in the great service that we provide. Awesome. So you were trying to work right around Thanksgiving there when you first opened, and then, uh, of course, there was a there was a Christmas rush, yep. too, no doubt. And so, <laughs> once you got past that, it was all <laughs> well, maybe not smooth sailing, but you, you no, had, not quite <laughs> you had firm footing anyway. So <laughs> that was that was a definite plus. Now, um, what have been the most notable perks of your role as marketing manager on the Swaggy Peace team, Abby Joe? Um, well, I've definitely grown as a person. I have been pushed out of my comfort zone quite a bit. Um, and I've also met a lot of new people in our community and I've built some really cool relationships. So that's definitely a perk. Well, that's awesome. And you're doing your first podcast. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> can add that to the list. <laughs> we'll, we'll just add that to your many accomplishments. Now, uh, Scott, what's, uh, what's been your favorite part about, uh, Swaggy P's ownership so far, sir? Uh, my my staff, I, I absolutely love them to death. It's, we're like a big family, albeit a little bit dysfunctional sometimes. <laughs> we're we're pretty we're pretty close knit here. That's all right. You put the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's the truth. <laughs> and they aggravate the far out of me, and uh, I, I reciprocate. <laughs> you, you aggravate them in return, don't you, Scott? I think it might more start with him more so than the us, but, you know. Well, we, we do have fun. You know, a little aggravation is uh, part of it whenever you're trying to 
<laughs> build chemistry and make the most of your time together. So <laughs> that's cool stuff. Now, um, of the many Madisonville area restaurant options, describe what makes Swaggy Peas Kitchen and Coffee Bar the gold standard in the region. Um, definitely our service, great food, and the cleanliness of the restaurant. And these three things have definitely contributed to us winning best all-around restaurant um, two years in a row now. So we're pretty excited about that. How about that? Best restaurant two years in a row. Now, which, which poll was that? The Messenger uh, Reader's Choice. Okay. <laughs> Reader's Choice in the, in the Messenger. Well, that's cool stuff. And that doesn't happen by accident twice in a row. So, <laughs> And actually, if I, if I may add, uh, sure. this year we also won uh, Best uh, Breakfast and Best Lunch Spot. Best Breakfast and Lunch Spot. So that, <laughs> that pretty well covers all the meals. So, <laughs> you know, it's definitely something to be proud of. So way to go, Swaggy Peas. Many more awards to come for you, no doubt. Now, uh, Swaggy Peas features quite an extensive menu, but we might as well start with the most important meal of the day, breakfast. So uh, you were just talking about your big uh, breakfast award. So why don't you give us a summary of the banging breakfast options available for your eating pleasure or our eating pleasure? <laughs> all right. Well, we serve breakfast all day, which is definitely popular for our customers and some of our customer favorites are the smothered biscuit platter and the swaggy peas breakfast um, the smothered biscuit platter is a biscuit hash browns cheese your choice of bacon or sausage all covered in gravy and the swaggy peas breakfast um, which is uh, probably our number one favorite in terms of breakfast comes with eggs cooked the way you like bacon or sausage hash browns a waffle and a biscuit and gravy we also have three egg omelets french toast and amazing waffles Sweet. I would be all about the omelets and the waffles. Well, anything you said before me, I, you know, I wouldn't throw it back at you. It all sounds good. <laughs> now, um, what, what's your breakfast go-to on the menu there, Abby Jo? Um, I normally get the sunny side special, which comes with eggs, and I always get cheese on my eggs, and then bacon, always crispy. She's um, got to have her bacon. <laughs> oh, I do too. Bacon is important. <laughs> Yep. I've never seen a woman eat this much bacon. <laughs> I do love bacon. <laughs> hey, we'll have to, I'm a big bacon eater too. So next time I get to Swaggy Peas, Abby Joe, you and I are going to embark on a, a bacon eating contest. All right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see who can, who can eat the most in uh, All right, I'm down. <laughs> the, uh, the shortest amount of time. We'll, we'll have Scott Thomas. How's that? Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> anyway, uh, Scott. It, she is part truck driver, so <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Chicken, chicken, flat out, bacon. Oh boy, that's hilarious! <laughs> oh goodness, now uh, Scott, what's your what's your breakfast favorite there, sir? Country ham all day long. Love country it. ham. I like country ham too. I heard a guy say one time, I like country ham, but not that salty stuff. I'm like, sir, that, <laughs> that's what country ham is. So, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he'll come down to Swaggy Peace Center later and he can get his country ham fix. Now, um, <laughs> let's switch gears now to lunch and dinner. You're also a proud recipient of that lunch award. So Swaggy Peace uh, offers a number of marvelous munchies for us to enjoy in advance of our main course. So um, why don't one or both of you tell us about the awesome appetizers that we can inhale to kick off our meal at Swaggy Peas? Our most 
popular has to be our fried pickles. They are, as the kids would say now, they're bussing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not real up to speed on all the kiddo lingo. But, uh, <laughs> that's one I've heard. <laughs> oh, uh, we goodness. also have five cheese planks and garlic breaded, breaded cheese curds, which are absolutely delicious. Um, our boneless wings, we have fried portobello mushrooms, and then we also have some chili cheese fries as well. There we go. Now, what, what flavors do we have in the wing department? Um, you can get them buffalo or barbecue, and they're equally delicious. Yeah, you can't go wrong with either one of them, can you? <laughs> no, yeah, or you could... If you were feeling real adventurous, I suppose you could combine the two sauces and enjoy that. We actually have a few people that do that. <laughs> also, you get a few buffalo and barbecue mixtures coming in there. So, <laughs> see, so I wouldn't be the first one. That's, <laughs> that's good to know. Now, there's no better place to devour a brilliant burger than Swaggy Peas. So, um, Take us through the superb burger selection that customers can choose from there at Swaggy Peas. Well, let me start off by saying our burgers are uh, certified Angus beef. That's 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 key. crucial. That's important. Yeah, so we have a Swaggy Pea Classic, which is a third pound burger, and you get a choice of cheese. Um, we have American pepper jack Swiss. Um, we have a nice a cheese selection. <laughs> Yeah, we have a mushroom Swiss burger, um, a barbecue bacon cheddar burger. Um, we also have a half pound jalapeno pimento cheeseburger, and mm. then a half pound big cheese, which it comes with American cheese, cheddar cheese, and pepper jack cheese. And all our burgers are served with a side of your choice. Sounds pretty peachy. Now, I know there's fries, and uh, why don't let's run through your other sides real quick while we're at it. Um, we have fries, onion rings, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, um, sweet potato souffle, sweet potato fries. Fried apples are my favorite. Green beans, um, fried okra, um, slaw, white beans. And I think that pretty much covers it. Hey, that's a pretty nice side selection. And what other yeah. restaurant in Madisonville has sweet potato souffle? Yeah, it's so. pretty popular. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Now, what would you say is the most popular burger of those you just mentioned? The barbecue bacon cheddar burger is uh, amazing. Yeah. It's probably our number one seller as far as burgers. Well, there you go. Anytime you combine barbecue and bacon and cheddar, it's <laughs> it's always an award-winning combination, <laughs> especially at Swaggy Peas. Now, to supplement the burgers, uh, Swaggy Peas menu also includes a variety of signature sandwiches to suit anyone's taste. So um, why don't let's enlighten our listeners on the splendid sandwich specialties on the menu. Um, some of our sandwiches available we have, you can get crispy or grilled chicken, pulled pork sandwich, a classic grilled cheese, BLT. We also have our paw dog, um, which is a hot dog with cheese and bacon on a hamburger bun. Paw dog. And, yes. That was invented by my son. Oh yeah, paw dog, yeah, <laughs> with a male, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Yep, and then my personal favorite is the Now That's a Grilled Cheese, which I actually named. Um, it's American cheese, cheddar cheese, and pepper jack cheese on a jalapeno cornbread loaf. And if you like spicy things, I always suggest adding jalapenos to it. Um, and then we also have our BCSOE, which is the best chicken sandwich on earth, named by Scott. BCSOE. <laughs> Yep, you can get it crispy or grilled chicken um, with either regular pimento cheese or jalapeno pimento cheese, and then it's topped with crispy bacon bits. 
Hey, the, all, all of those sound delicious. I'm, I'm especially intrigued by, now that's a grilled cheese. I'm sure you probably, that's probably what you said the first time you ate it and that name just kind of stuck. Yeah, <laughs> the first time was, yeah, I was like, now that's a grilled cheese. And Scott was like, yep, I think we just found its name. And I was like, there we go. <laughs> and I like spicy stuff, so I would probably add some jalapenos and uh, I'd probably add a little bacon on there too. Yeah, it comes with bacon actually. And it's, it's with the jalapenos, absolutely delicious oh yeah bacon jalapenos like <laughs> they just uh, they fit together like a hand in a, in a glove <laughs> for sure now the impressive burgers and sandwich selection is an incentive to visit swaggy peas in and of itself however patrons can also feed their face with uh, additional mouth-watering meal options so Scott and Abby Joe, why don't you give us a synopsis of the other entrees featured on the menu there at Swaggy Peas? One of our most popular is the chicken and waffles. Uh, and we, we get fresh uh, chicken tenders, hand bread them, fry them up, golden brown, and serve with the, the Belgian waffle and a side of your choice. And that's, that's very, very popular. And then we also have a chopped steak, pork fritter, and we have other options as well. And we have the best catfish and chicken chicken livers anywhere around. I mean, the best. Oh, I and love so chicken livers. That's an acquired taste, but I love them. Well, they are awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to check those out. And um, you've got an assortment of salads too, correct? Um, yeah, we have a chef salad, a crispy chicken salad, and a grilled chicken salad. And then you can get a side salad as well. Uh, also, on Friday and Saturday nights, we actually do a 12-ounce beef ribeye dinner. Oh, it's okay. very, very good. Mm. Ribeye dinner, Friday and Saturday nights. So mark that on your calendars, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Go hit them up for that, and you won't regret it, trust me. Now, um, when dining at Swaggy Peas, it is an absolute must to save room for desserts. And you have to find a way, despite all the savory options that we just mentioned, because... Their desserts are second to none. So um, why don't you two give us a scoop on the uh, delicious desserts that can cap off our meal there at Swaggy Peas? So Scott's mom actually comes in and bakes homemade cakes that are absolutely to die for. They are so delicious. Um, and then in addition to that, we also have an array of cheesecakes that come from the Cheesecake Factory. Um, we have delicious bourbon pecan pie, and we have the best chocolate chunk cookies in the universe, I promise. It ain't bragging, though, if it's a fact. <laughs> right. It's straight facts. Scott, what's your, what's your go-to among those desserts? All the cookies, hand, hands down. Cookies, yeah. <laughs> no wonder they're the best in the universe. So, Absolutely. <laughs> you, you, uh, you going cookies there, too, Abby Joe? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, best in the universe. That's, that's pretty well what your favorite has to be. Absolutely. So anyway, now it would truly be a sin to discuss Swaggy Peas without highlighting your ever so popular coffee bar. So uh, talk to us, if you would, Abby, Joe, and Scott, about the uh, enchanting hot and cold brews available to caffeinate customers at the coffee bar. Um, our coffee is second to none in Madisonville. Um, we have seven Swaggy Pea specialty coffees, which some of those consist of, we have a triple swag, which is white chocolate, dark chocolate, and sea salt caramel toffee. 
And then my personal favorite is the Swaggy Peas Mocha, which is white chocolate and caramel. And you, we have a variety of flavors to choose from. You can get them hot or iced. And we also have Swagachinos, which are our blended drinks. So you can get any of our flavors that we have in a Swagachino. And then in addition to all our coffees, we also have smoothies as well. There you go. So you got smoothies, you got uh, coffee and all varieties, hot and cold. Um, you got some hot chocolate down there too? Absolutely. There you go. Frozen hot chocolate too. And it is delicious. Frozen hot chocolate. I'm going to have to try that now. I mean, <laughs> you think I would have had it somewhere on down the line, but I have not. <laughs> I'm going to have to hit up the frozen hot chocolate now. Uh, Scott, are you a coffee drinker, sir? Uh, yes, sir. Every day. Every day. Now, what, what's, uh, what's your go-to cup there at Swaggy Peas? Uh, the caramel brulee. Caramel brulee. Okay. I've, I've had those at other places, but I'm sure they don't compare to the ones. Absolutely not. <laughs> at Swaggy P. So for, for those who've never had that, uh, tell everybody what a caramel, caramel brulee is. Um, caramel brulee comes with caramel, obviously, and then uh, it's French vanilla, and you can get your choice of milk, and then you can get whipped cream or not whipped cream, and you can get it hot or iced. See, so many options <laughs> there at Swaggy P's. It almost <laughs> makes life hard trying to decipher through everything, but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, put it in your mouth and it's nothing short of delicious. So finally, last but not least, it's worth mentioning that uh, Swaggy Peas Country Market just opened its doors in Hanson a few days prior to the uh, start of the new year. So for those who have yet to experience it there in Hanson, tell us what we can expect to see and savor at the Country Market. Um, amazing barbecue, the best deli sandwiches in Hopkins County, and a customer favorite is our is our pulled pork burrito. And coming soon, we will have a coffee bar there as well. How about that? And um, well, let's give them that address there in Hanson. Forty five Veterans Drive, Hanson, Kentucky. Forty five Veterans Drive, awesome, good place to get some barbecue. And uh, what are those hours there in Hanson? Right now, we're limited hours. We just had a little electrical fire here a few weeks ago, but uh, uh, open up 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, 6 to 4. Well, that's plenty Close of opportunity. <laughs> and uh, plenty of opportunity for you to go in there and feast on your favorites in the uh, barbecue and sandwich department and uh, stay tuned for updates on those hours, perhaps. And we also, I'm sorry, and we also have, uh, we serve breakfast there all day also. There you go. So breakfast all day, even at the country market in Hanson. So <laughs> no excuse not to enjoy the most important meal of the day. Well, uh, Abby, Joe, and Scott, y'all have been a blast. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Yeah, have. absolutely. Uh, it's been fun. <laughs> yes, indeed. You you survived the first podcast <laughs> and lived to tell about it. So yes, <laughs> we're sure glad you came on with us. Now, before we let you go, either one of you or both, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you give us your best sales pitch for Swaggy Peas as the perfect place in Madisonville to refuel and refresh? Service, hands down, we have the best service in, in Madisonville. And with the food and maybe that's not the best, but. <laughs> hey, that, <laughs> that sells itself. Anything else you'd like to add to that, Abby Joe? No, I think he's pretty much got it. We do have some really great service and our food is amazing as well. And it's a good combination of things to have that brings people in and they enjoy their experience here. 
Absolutely. Can't be beat. So folks, check them out at Swaggy Peace Kitchen and Coffee Bar on Facebook. And um, why don't let's give them that address and those uh, Swaggy Peace hours at the main location. Um, our address here is 818 South Main Street in Madisonville, Kentucky. And our hours are um, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sundays. There you go. Nine o'clock every night except Sunday. It's the only nighttime coffee bar in Madisonville, too, correct? Absolutely. We take pride in that. See, there's something to be said for that. <laughs> every now and again, you need your coffee after seven o'clock. <laughs> so, um, and well, let's give them that phone number before we part ways, shall we? Yeah, our phone number is 270-245-2154. Awesome. Easy to remember. Swing on in there. Meet Abby Joe. Meet Scott. <laughs> You'll sign autographs relatively cheap, won't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Scott's, quiet. Scott's quiet on that. He might charge you a little more. He but probably would. <laughs> I, I, I'd pay somebody a dollar if they ask me for my autograph. <laughs> oh, you'll pay them. Look at you. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's great. Well, uh, thank you two for joining us today. My mouth is watering for some swaggy peas now. And uh, we'll look forward to talking with y'all again sometime. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. I mean to tell you, it all sounds so good, but the more these temps heat up, the better those iced coffees sound. I must admit, though, I'm one of those weird birds who can drink hot coffee regardless of what time of year it is. It may be one or two in the afternoon in the middle of July, and you may find me sitting on the porch swing sipping a hot cup of coffee. It's not out of the question. But the beautiful thing is, it doesn't matter... Whether you want something hot or cold, sweet or unsweet, you're going to find something designed with you in mind at Swaggy Peas. Not to mention that great food and those wonderful breakfast and lunch feasts. You won't go wrong regardless of what you choose or when you choose it. And don't forget to hit them up on Facebook. It's Swaggy Peas Kitchen and Coffee Bar there. I will link you to the Facebook page in my show notes as well so that you can read about them and then go see about them. I know that Abigail and her top-notch staff would be honored for you to grace them with your presence at Swaggy Peas Kitchen and Coffee Bar. Be sure to tell them Sam and Blabbin in the Bluegrass sent you. Now, just think how much your taste buds would be tingling if you combined a cup of Swaggy Peas delicious coffee with at least one, probably more, sweet and savory sensations from Bowling Green's often imitated but never duplicated Mary Jane's Chocolates. And now Blabbit in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. Well, chocolate lovers can unite because we're here to talk about craveable candy from a Bowling Green institution that's only been around for a little over a decade, but it's already quite a landmark. Most people in and around the area know exactly where it is, and if they don't, well, that's why we're here. We're going to educate you on where they are and what they've got. They call themselves Mary Jane's Chocolates, and here to tell us all about it is the uh, co-owner, her husband, Mary Jane's husband himself. Let's hear it for Gary Mazaros. <laughs> Oh, very good. Thank you, Sam. Look forward to talking to you today. Well, I've been looking forward to this too. My sweet tooth has been screaming at me. Uh, not that the Easter Bunny didn't find me, but uh, <laughs> he didn't bring me any Mary Jane's chocolate. So I'm anxious to talk about him here today. And I know our listeners are glad to hear about him. Now, another thing that uh, really intrigued me, Gary is retired from 
Western, where I went to school. He's a, a retired professor, but you still teach part-time, don't you, Gary? Yes, I, I actually retired uh, mainly from my administrative job. I was assistant uh, VP of auxiliary services and business uh, services, and that entailed about uh, eight departments like bookstore, parking, food service, uh, oh, wow. ID center, things like that, that uh, you try to manage as a business and make a little money for the school on the side. I see. So that's what you retired from, and it gave you more time to help at the store, and you still teach econ on a part-time basis. So. Yes, I do. Perfect. <laughs> that's a good thing. Now, Mary Jane's Chocolates has quickly become a South Central Kentucky tradition. So uh, tell us how you and your wife, Mary Jane, discovered your passion for chocolate making and what ultimately inspired the creation of Mary Jane's Chocolates. Okay, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, many years ago, when we first moved to Bowling Green, we're from Cleveland, Ohio originally. In 1992, we moved here. And we were chocolate lovers back then living in Cleveland. And there was a store in Cleveland called Mally's Chocolates. It's uh, been around for many, many years. And they actually had 17 outlets. So you can find chocolate almost anywhere in the Cleveland area and oh, plus other stores that competed with uh, Mally's. Well, when we moved here, we were looking for uh, Easter basket items for our daughter at the time. And we couldn't find uh, good chocolate. We kept seeing, you know, the uh, usual stuff at the stores like Walmart or Kmart or something, which is, you know, the old, uh, uh, what, what would you call it? more of a hollow rabbits, things like that. But sure. it wasn't fine chocolate like we were used to. So we started asking our friends and uh, they said, oh, I think we have a chocolate store. And we started looking around and everywhere they uh, sent us, uh, they were no longer there. So my wife said, man, this town is big enough. It, it should be able to support a chocolate store, but we couldn't find one. So we still had to go get our chocolate somewhere else. Well, to make a long story short, from 92 to 2000, we were in Bowling Green, and my wife was a nurse at the time working at the local hospital. Sure. And we didn't have chocolate. And I had an offer to go back to Cleveland to my alma mater, and it was too good a deal to pass up. So we went back in 2000 and thought we'd be there for a while. And we were there for five years, but it didn't work out the way I wanted to. And the people at Western Kentucky University, my former boss, uh, needed uh, to replace the guy who replaced me. And he uh, seeked me out up there and uh, offered me a deal to come back again. And we took that uh, offer and came back in 2005. Well, 2005, the chocolates still, there was still no chocolate store. <laughs> still no <in>. chocolates. <laughs> no. So uh, my wife said she, she got serious about it. And she took an online course that she found out about it uh, in about, I don't know, 2007 or something like that. And it was with people from all over the world, like uh, Brazil and uh, Indonesia and uh, Japan and, you know, England and stuff. And almost all of those people were already chocolatiers or they were studying to be chocolatiers. And my wife said, took the course and found, a, found out how to become a chocolatier that uh, she had to go through a process through the Retail Confectioners International. Oh, and, RCI. <laughs> yeah, RCI. And 
RCI had a program where she had to go up to Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And in Lidditz, uh, she had about a two-week uh, training session where uh, she learned the basics of becoming a chocolatier. And she had to follow that up with uh, some uh, more or less in-person training up in Wisconsin at another training provided by RCI. And about two more weeks there, and she became certified as a chocolatier uh, back in probably 2009, I think is when that happened. Okay, well, so she's been certified for a little over 10 years then. Yes, she has. And so 2010, when we opened up on um, sort of the main thoroughfare of um, Bowling Green called Scottsville Road. Right. Uh, we opened up there and uh, it worked pretty well, but it was just very expensive. It's a high rent district. And we just thought that's a lot of chocolate. You know, it's, I had friends in the auto business and they could sell one auto and probably make more profit in one month than we did selling 10,000 pieces of chocolate. So uh, <laughs> we, had to, we had to figure out the economics of that. And uh, we ended up moving after five years when our lease ran out and moved downtown just off the square to a little building that uh, we were able to rent at less than half the price. So financially, it, it worked a lot better, even though it was much smaller. And so then we had to convert our basement into a uh, kitchen, a commercial uh -huh. kitchen, because the, the location was so small, it was only about 500 square feet compared to the 1,300 square feet our original one was. Uh -huh. And our, our basement, we had to go get inspected by the health department, get approved by the uh, city and the, you know all the different people who have to... Uh, approve that kind of thing and we were able to get up and running in our basement and then I did a lot of transporting back and forth of the chocolate and you know supplies and things like that back and forth to the uh, main little retail shop just off the square. Oh I bet yeah I know. <laughs> it made your house smell good at least. <laughs> yeah. so, so to continue with that story that we were there for five more years but it was just so small and it was pretty inconvenient to have the travel back and forth all the time and it wasn't as efficient as we'd like. So on Valentine's Day last year, okay, only one year ago, the owner of the, it's called the Princess Building on the square, which is a about a 120 year old building. He came to us saying he just lost his renter in his building and thought we'd be a perfect fit to be on the square. All and right. it was a bigger building, about 1,400 square feet. And, you know, we sat down and uh, met with him and worked out the details and, uh, you know, signed a lease to uh, let our other lease expire and move into the um, Princess Building in May of 2020. And wow. that's where we are right now. We've been there almost a year now. Next month will make it our first year. <laughs> Almost a year and still going strong. Well, that's a that's an awfully neat story. Now you're from Cleveland originally. I got to ask you, are you a Browns fan? Uh, definitely. I, I was actually a season ticket holder when I moved away. So uh, oh, were you? Well, <laughs> hey, the Browns better. So uh, I, I got a lot more to cheer about this year than previous years. <laughs> you do. The Browns made the playoffs this year, so. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're starting to turn the corner yeah, now we, uh, we were at rock bottom it, had, it can only get better <laughs> <laughs> exactly when you're at rock bottom there's no way to go but up now uh gary what do you believe to be the key ingredient of mary jane's success and prosperity in recent years well it's, it's probably three things uh, 
One is the freshness. Uh, we, we've had a lot of compliments on that. We are so small that we make it daily. And any other chocolate that you would get, like through Seas Chocolate or Fanny Farmer or some other brand, it's it's made months in you know in advance, and right. sometimes it's made days in advance, and you can actually smell it when you come into the uh, you know building and into our location. People really compliment and love the freshness of the chocolate, so that that's one thing. The second thing is we only use the best. Uh, Mary uh, and some of our workers did a uh, taste test before we decided on what chocolate to uh, import. And they they settled on Calibo chocolate out of Belgium. Right. The best chocolate out there. And there's other ones that are very comparable, very close, but we just felt it, it fit exactly what we wanted. And uh, so the quality of chocolate was there. And then customer service goes a long way. You know, if you, you know, you have problems getting the chocolate or paying for it or pricing seems to be strange or, you know, or, you know, exorbitant or something like that, that's not going to work either. So all three of those components have to be working for you to be successful. Yeah, that three-part recipe has <laughs> definitely served you well in terms of your success. Now, um, as you just mentioned, Mary Jane's uh, happens to be in an elite group of chocolatiers to use Belgian chocolate in the production of its sweet sensation. So uh, expand a little more on that if you would and explain how Belgian chocolate makes Mary Jane's charming creations superior to those of its competition. Years ago, uh, I heard about uh, some of the uh, ways of making the chocolate. It depends how they crush it. Uh, it comes from a cocoa bean and they have to crush it to a certain fineness. And uh, apparently what I heard was Belgian chocolate crushes it more than anybody else to make that smooth richness about it. And then there's different types of cocoa as far as the bitterness of it. And like they have a 60%, a 70%, 80%, and people have their favorites. And some chocolate's a little more bitter, some is a little more sweet. And especially the dark chocolate, uh, that's the key ingredient. And again, that taste test went a long way in figuring out what fit best for us. There you go. So it's that smoothness <laughs> that um, makes all the difference in the world with the Belgian chocolate. Now, uh, describe how the tasty assortment of Mary Jane's chocolates has grown and evolved since the beginning of operation. I'm sure you've added a number of new flavors through the years. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, actually, it's good and it's bad. It's kind of interesting. Over the years, uh, Mary's experimented quite a bit with different types of recipes, different types of chocolates. And we probably have over 95 different types of chocolate at one time or another in the store. How about that? But not all there at the same time. We, we actually have limited space and, you know, just being able to keep up. And so... Anytime you come into our store, it's sort of good and bad. It's you, you come in and there might be your favorite from that you've had last time, or there might be something brand new to try. And so it, it keeps people sort of guessing, but they come in and you know there we probably have 50 different chocolates on display each time, but they're not always the same 50. So right. So so that's one one thing that helps keeps coming in. And then just as she gets better and better at making the chocolate and you know uh 
coming up with different recipes and stuff and different uh, training. She gets uh, RCI, the Retail Confectioners International, uh, sends out uh, newsletters on a monthly basis. There's, uh, you know, conference groups you can get in and talk to the people uh, to share their secrets, what works, what doesn't work. And so we're constantly changing our menu to a point or uh, changing different ways of doing things and uh, different ways of making the chocolate. There you go. So it's all about experimentation. And even if the uh, customers can't find exactly what they ask for when they, can, when they come in, I'm betting they always find something that they yeah. truly enjoy <laughs> before I, they leave. I think a good way to look at that is uh, we haven't had any returns in 11 years. So <laughs> now, how many people can say, oh, that? I don't like this chocolate. I, I don't want it. <laughs> It's sort of a good sign, I guess. That's uh, awesome. No returns <laughs> in 11 years. There's, there's something to be said for that. Now, of course, as we just said, we can't go wrong with anything on uh, Mary Jane's repertoire, shall we say, of chocolates. You know, you, everything's superior and utterly awesome. But I've selected a few of your popular specialties, and I'd love for you to detail each of them for us if you would so we'll start gary with your one-of-a-kind fountain squares okay uh that almost might have been the first uh chocolate that uh mary jane made uh it's a uh very soft chocolate uh very uh, easily meltable i don't know if that's the, <laughs> the proper <laughs> there thing. you go it, it's a soft peanut butter and chocolate sort of confection that is so soft and it melts so quickly in your mouth that we had to put powder sugar on the outside of it just so we can handle it and touch it. And when you hand it to somebody in their hand, it's yeah, a little different than M&Ms. It, it definitely does melt in your hand. <laughs> you got to get it in your mouth quick. <laughs> yeah. And so she's able to make them. And, and they're also a little bonus about them. They're very, very light. And since we sell our chocolate, uh, in most cases by the pound, uh, you could get quite a few of those, probably 30 of them is worth about half a pound. And so it's a good value, it's good taste, and uh, you know, it, people just keep coming back for more and more. And then those fountain squares, uh, the name just comes from different uh, creative uh, ideas that my wife and the other co-workers have had over the years to tie into Bowling Green by naming different things related to chocolate and related to Bowling Green. So right. we're right on the square, the fountain square actually. And so it's, it's actually more of a peanut butter type. It's not actually a Reese cup because there's no outside coating. Now we have a circus square, which is related to that where it's more or less that uh, it's coated in uh, milk, dark or white chocolate and it uh, changes the texture and the flavor just slightly. Why don't let's move on along and give us the 411 on your sea salt caramels. Okay, the sea salt caramels, I think have taken over as the number one seller in our store. Oh. Uh, and we have two types, a milk uh, sea salt and a dark sea salt. And uh, they have actually, sea salt on them so the the name is uh, pretty <laughs> self-explanatory sure and 
I don't know how it's it's hard to describe chocolate. Maybe I'm not the best person to answer these questions. <laughs> you a, have to taste might, it to believe it. <laughs> it's a yeah. You got to taste it. It's that's the hard part. It's it's a uh, a medium hardness of a chocolate with uh, the vanilla bean uh, caramel inside. That's uh, what she calls her caramels that that she makes, and it's uh, coated in either milk or dark chocolate and again it sells like crazy and i don't know how else to describe it you got to come in and try one <laughs> well it sells like crazy that's <laughs> that's a, a selling point in and of itself so go in there and... it sells so much we have separate boxes of that that we pre pre-make just because we can't keep up sometime and so it's easier especially during the holiday periods to buy a whole box of milk sea salts dark sea salts or a mixture and uh uh, that, that says it all about that as being the number one seller. See, so they're they're prepared for the sea salt caramel rush <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at all times for sure. So with that, something else that's really making my mouth water just thinking about them is those Kentucky bourbon truffles. Okay, now now that that is a true Kentucky bourbon in there. We we make it with a variety of different bourbons. Uh, Maker's Mark. Uh, is one of them that's the one that they just used recently because I actually went out and bought it we're not big enough to like get giant distributors bringing it in so we just go buy the bottles right off the shelf like anybody else would sure and um, she also likes uh, Buffalo Trace uh, uh, bourbon to use in those uh, you know uh, <clears throat> okay so depending on what batch you get it may be made with a different type of bourbon Yes, it would. Yeah, and uh, if you came in, uh, Mary Jane would be able to tell you which one it is at the time. And again, the concoction inside is something that uh, it's, I guess I'd almost call it a secret recipe. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. But on the outside, it's uh, uh, covered in dark chocolate and has a full size pecan on top or pecan, either way, how you want to say that. And it has also become one of the favorites. It's definitely the favorite of people who like uh, bourbon. They go out of their ways. Uh, you know, other uh, stores sell those as bourbon balls, and ours are just Kentucky bourbon truffles. It's just has a little bit different name to it. Yeah, absolutely. But still, quite smooth and delicious, and you can definitely taste the bourbon. That's a sort of the the icing on the cake in those truffles. Now, last but certainly not least, with these uh, it's seemingly endless varieties of uh, chocolates that you carry, you're very close to Mammoth Cave, so it's only fitting that you have a chocolate named Cave Critters. Okay, and Cave Critters is an interesting name. Uh, it's actually a, a turtle, if you ever had a turtle at different locations. Uh, we were told way back, maybe she learned it at, through the RCI, that Turtle is a registered trademark of the company that makes the uh, caramel and pecan uh, and chocolate concoction, I guess, uh, you know, th that piece. And so we had to come up with a new name, and that's where Cave Critters came from. Again, it's the caving region of Kentucky with Mammoth Caves just uh, north of us and Lost River Cave right here in Bowling Green. And cave critters uh, seem to be a hit with the uh, general public. And so uh, we, we use that name for our, again, uh, turtle ver version of a turtle that you can see at most uh, chocolate locations. 
There you go. So <laughs> if you've ever had a turtle, you know what we're talking about and you won't go wrong at all. Now you mentioned the uh, sea salt caramels have become your number one sellers. Now what's uh, what's your far what's your personal favorite, Gary? Yeah, I'm, I love coconut. Uh, it, it's actually supposed to be a little bit good for you, I think. Uh, I've heard that. It's got some good qualities about it. And we have a variety of uh, different types of uh, coconut. And I'm not a, um, uh, I don't have a strong preference. I like milk chocolate. I like dark chocolate. So we have two types of uh, uh, coconut. We call them coconut caverns in milk and dark. And then we have a uh, Another item that uh, other uh, locations uh, or, or competitors might call snowballs, ours are uh, chocolate uh, uh, coconut covered geodes. And it's very yeah, similar. Again, it has dark chocolate, it has caramel, has uh, plenty of coconut over it. It's almost like a meal. It's, <laughs> it weighs probably more than any other piece that we have. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little pick-me-up for me if I'm... Uh, running around all day and uh, missing lunch or something like that, I'll grab one of those and eat it on the, uh, on the run. There you go. Nothing wrong with making lunch out of sweets. So <laughs> between the geodes and the coconut caverns, <laughs> you probably rotate between those two more often than anything. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that sounds pretty awesome. Now, we can't neglect to mention that uh, Mary Jane's Chocolates offers various tasty holiday treats, unique to uh, certain special occasions and times of the year. So we've just completed Easter. Why don't you give us an overview of the mouth-watering masterpieces that are typically available uh, during select holiday seasons? Okay, well, Easter's, you know, you can't go wrong with the chocolate bunnies. Oh, no. Uh, we, we specialize in solid chocolate bunnies. I think you get more for your money that way. Uh, and we do milk and dark, and, and we can do uh, white chocolate also. And we have a variety of sizes, and we even name some of them, like Flopsy is one of them, and Peter Rabbit's another, and things like that. And oh, that's different fitting. sizes, and, and we actually do custom uh, orders if somebody would uh, you know, want a certain size or a certain look about it or whatever, we've done that. We do uh, little ducks and little piglets or something like that, all kinds of little farm animal type things for uh, Easter. Absolutely. So, and then uh, chocolate uh, covered uh, eggs, different types of eggs, some with peanut butter inside, some solid, things like that. So mm -hmm. Easter's pretty simple. Uh, Valentine's Day, we, we really focus on chocolate covered strawberries. And they sell like crazy, but it's the hardest item we make because strawberries only last about 24 hours. Right. Before they start going, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, losing their flavor and things like that. So, so we, we have to buy those usually the morning, about five or six in the morning, as soon as we can get them wash them up and then dip them that day and try to sell them. And we, we recommend people eat them on that day. This year was a little more complicated because uh, Valentine's Day was on a Sunday and we weren't open on Sunday. So right. a lot of people came in on Saturday. So we had quite a rush and trying to keep up with the uh, hundreds and hundreds of orders for chocolate covered strawberries. And uh, uh, you can't go wrong with those either. The milk, dark and white and mixture of uh, those strawberries. And, and that's, that's really the big key at uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, we probably sell half our chocolates are chocolate covered strawberries for that holiday. 
And then oh, uh, Christmas is the last one. Christmas time, again, you can get creative as you want to get, but a lot of that is just uh, platters we'll do, and we'll do like a lot of like 30 piece gift boxes and things like that. And then we'll do like platters, sometimes custom make where we actually have a little, uh, you know, silver type platter and put a variety in there so you can just grab and go and bring it to a party and things like that. So uh, places like that. And so th those sell real well too. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a platter. And you'll, uh, you'll ship out anywhere in the country too, right? We have in the past years, yeah, we actually have some uh, very good clients who uh, have been with us about 10 straight years now, 11 straight years, where we actually uh, packaged for them, we wrapped them, uh, and we actually put them in the mail for them and did thousands of dollars worth of uh, orders and sent our chocolate all over the country and sometimes in foreign countries. I'll look at you, so <laughs> you're border to border and beyond. Yes. <laughs> That's to be commended. Well, uh, Gary, we've sure enjoyed having you on here today. We're definitely craving some of your mouthwatering chocolate. Now, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, give us your best sales pitch for Mary Jane's as the sweet spot in the Corvette City for gooey goodies and chocolate charm. <laughs> Uh, I'll try my best. Uh, <laughs> well, one thing we didn't cover is we have a unique look in our store. We're in a building that's over 100 years old, oh. and the inside of our store looks like it's 100 years old because we brought in all antiques as best we can to uh, as our display cases. And we, we actually have an old barber stand that's 120 years old and a mirror that goes with it and things like that. So, so people come in there and say, oh, I would remember coming here 30 years ago. <laughs> well, we weren't open 30 years ago, but it looks like we've been around forever. And uh, people love the looks of the location. It's, it gives you that little old, uh, old charm about it. Um, and then we think we have the best chocolate that you could buy. Uh, you can't make it any better than us just because it's the freshest and best ingredients that are out there. So, you know, you go to New York City, you're not going to get a better chocolate than what we could do here in Bowling Green, uh, Kentucky. No. So, uh, you know, I think that's a commercial that uh, hopefully gets people to come in and check us out. Well, <laughs> I think it definitely is. With the nostalgic look and the, the fresh chocolate, it's just an experience in and of itself to come check out Gary and Mary Jane and his staff there at Mary Jane's Chocolates. About how, uh, how many employees do you have there, Gary? We actually have uh, just three right now, plus myself and my wife. Okay. And we, we've actually learned to... Um, be more efficient that way to cut back a little bit. We reduce our hours slightly because we are a destination location and it's enabled us to stay profitable and stay in business. And so uh, we learned over the years, I guess you learn every year something new about uh, how to stay in business and how to be profitable. And uh, we're doing our best to keep doing that to keep this tradition alive. Indeed. The longer you stay in business, the more tricks of the trade you learn. So why don't you give us that address, Gary, and those store hours? Okay. Uh, we are located on the square in Bowling Green, 432 Main Avenue. So if you want to put that in your Garmin or your GPS. <laughs> GPS. And then the uh, phone number is 270 904 
904-248-2408. That's easy to remember. So check them out. And uh, what are those store hours, Gary? The store hours currently are Monday through Friday, uh, 12 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and Saturdays, 10 till 2. But we are looking to expand our hours shortly. Uh, we're going to be doing some things depending on if we add some uh, ice cream treats and things like that for the uh, people uh, who come visit the square and walk around and uh, visit Bowling Green. And uh, we're looking to try to capture uh, some of that business that is, uh, you know, on the square even after five o'clock. Awesome. So, so ice cream may be on the horizon as well as maybe some uh, new hours. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled for updates. Well, <laughs> Gary, thanks so much for coming on with us today and telling us about your mighty fine chocolates. And uh, we'll chat with you again sometime, my friend. Well, I appreciate that, Sam. Thanks for thinking of us and uh, putting us on your show. Boy, I can just taste those cave critters and Kentucky bourbon truffles. Fountain Squares, I don't care what you walk out of there with, you're going to be licking your fingers and smacking your lips. And no returns in 11 years? That's pretty impressive, just saying. And it certainly doesn't happen by accident. So, pay them a visit. Their website and social media outlets are currently under construction. We will keep you posted on new developments there. But in the meantime, please do yourself a favor. Plug their number into your phone plug their address into your GPS, and go see them. No matter where you are in proximity to Bowling Green, you'll thank yourself, and the chocolate lovers in your life will certainly rejoice at the sights and definitely the taste of those glorious Mary Jane's chocolates. And I sure appreciate Gary Mazaros taking some time out of his schedule to discuss them with us today. It was also truly a privilege learning about Madisonville's fairly new Swaggy Peas Kitchen and Coffee Bar. And we wish them absolutely nothing but the best moving forward. And folks, we do this for a fun time, and I hope you have a good time. But we need you to support each and every one of these local businesses that you hear about here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. And tell them you heard about them here. They'll be glad you did. And believe me, I will certainly appreciate it. Now, before I fly off into the sunset for another week... I have the highly anticipated answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster with a theme of post-it notes. Now, many of us use more post-it notes on a regular basis than we realize or than we'd like to admit. But, believe it or not, all post-it notes are manufactured right here in Kentucky. Your job was to name the Kentucky community which serves as the exclusive home of all manufactured post-it notes. Again, which Kentucky community serves as the exclusive home of all manufactured post-it notes? And your answer, that would be Joe B. Hall's hometown, Cynthiana in Harrison County. Yep, Cynthiana, Kentucky is where all post-it notes are produced. Now, how many of them are produced annually? That's top secret. Nobody knows. So... We may forever be guessing if I can't pry it out of somebody at the company in a future interview that I do, which I won't give up on that endeavor. But otherwise, we'll be guessing. And I doubt any of us would come close in our efforts to estimate how many of those post-it notes are produced annually. But at least we know where they're produced. In central Kentucky, Cynthiana to be exact, 
And we'll learn more where that came from on next week's episode. We'll also have plenty of enlightening conversation and, of course, more fun than you can shake a stick at. Send me those emails, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. And remember, last week, we debuted our Exceptional Educator Spotlight, and I plan on interviewing a lot more teachers in the weeks and months to come. So if there's a teacher you'd like to hear from, be sure to nominate him the same way, bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. You can also send me a message via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, where you can also catch up on previous episodes, stay up to speed with updates as they are presented, and leave me comments as well. Love hearing from you, and between now and next week, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.